0: like better with glasses.
1: Too bad. I like me better without them. Hey pretty fans, it's book club time. Boo, 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 boo. get what the Yo, it's
0: round two. And we're here for We'll always have summer.
1: And that's book three of the Summer From Pretty series.
0: Alright, you're you're tapped in, right? You're tapped in with all the pretty fans. What was the thought process? What was the review? What was the feedback on our book club episode one?
1: Oh, everybody really loves it. For reals? For reals, yeah.
0: That's exciting. I've never been part of a book club before, so
1: I haven't either. And then there were a lot of people who were saying, "Oh, I've never been a part of a book club podcast." And
0: we're experiencing it together, guys.
1: Yeah, I. It was just an idea I had. I don't. I don't know of other book club. Podcast, but they must exist.
0: Yeah, and it's kinda meta for the series, right? Right. right, Laurel's an author, she goes to that like book club thing in the season two in Philadelphia Uh, or whatever.
1: Yeah, that's true. It's
0: kinda like a read whatever you got kind of thing.
1: It's like a no, it's a writer's meetup. Yeah. Yeah. So they go and read excerpts, I guess, from their own stuff.
0: There's bookstores.
1: There's bookstores, there's Cleveland.
0: Yeah, so it's kind of right on brand with what we do up in Her.
1: Yeah, well, so, you know, the Screen Actors Guild have been holding out trying to get this deal going. So we're like, probably going to be a while before season three. Okay, okay. So we've been spacing some things out. I actually had a lot of people who were like, oh my gosh, are you guys still going to do the book club? Because we released, it was a little bit of time, and then we released other Conrad's, mm-hmm. which is a different miniseries. So no, we're we're doing all the miniseries well, alternating at, at, yeah, so uh, alternating okay. or just you know stay tuned. It might be a little bit randomized, but
0: and we have another bonus episode coming up at some point.
1: Yes, we mentioned that on the other Conrads. We need
0: to we need to read the script that I got you for your birthday. Right, at least play a few scenes out and talk about some of the cool shit that's in it. Right, that people need to know about.
1: I'm no thespian, but but I do. But I do know season one, episode one, like the back of my fucking hand. So
0: what was the homework assignment?
1: The homework assignment for this one, guys, was chapter seven
0: through twelve. All right, well let's get it popping. Okay, take me through the journey of chapter seven through twelve.
1: The journey. I well, listened
0: to it today, so I'm fresh.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, before we go into that though, I just wanted to shout out and thank Joanna L, Lauren, Beth Ann, Jillian, Katie. Um, all of these lovely ladies are participating in the book club in a very real way. Yeah, so. Sick. Some people hit me up on DMs. Some people send like a synopsis and their thoughts, and it's helpful because it helps me when I reread, kind of hone in on some of the key things that people want to hear. And we're gonna go through some of that stuff as we go through the chapters. So where do so. we
0: leave off, and where are we going to?
1: Do you remember where we left off?
0: Oh, uh, there's a little cheater pants going on, or like you know, quote on quote. Oh, we had that debate.
1: Pants. Yeah, we had that debate. The oh my gosh, wait, before we go into it. The last episode of the book club, we were doing that comparison to Friends.
0: Mm. Oh, rest in peace, Matthew Perry.
1: And rest in peace, Matthew Perry.
0: Chandler.
1: Yeah. Ugh, Chandler. I did have to go back and rewatch some Friends episodes. Rest in peace, Matthew Perry. That was so sad. Okay, so the last six chapters, we find Belly at college. Conrad's nowhere to be seen. He's obviously at Stanford. We barely see any of the yeah we don't see really any of the side characters other than taylor and jeremiah and belly are at college together Mm -hmm. and big debate on whether or not jeremiah actually cheated but he definitely had sex with lacey barone and the last last chapter is not just you were saying it was heartbreaking because it wasn't just belly finding out she finds out she runs home she's ignoring his text messages she's really deeply hurt but the last chapter was her internal monologue about how she was picturing her first time that she was finally going to be ready. Mm-hmm. And she wanted her first time to be at Cousins, and how all of this kind of ruined
0: that. And now it's like the aftermath. Right. This is this new chapter series. What we're dealing with is the rubble what comes from the big bad thing
1: the wreckage yeah and they broke up right yeah
0: and now she it starts
1: we assume they broke up she she says yeah i don't i don't
0: want to see you ever again so yeah drop down the quick uh the synopsis of what happens here and then we'll kind of talk it through as we go
1: okay so chapter seven opens with belly in her dorm room now remember finals are over
0: puffy eyes and all that
1: puffy eyes and all so she, everybody's more or less finished up finals and gone home. Okay. for For summer break, and she's been in her room crying. It's really sad. Anybody who's had a breakup, I think, can relate, right? Did you ever have a breakup where you stayed in bed all day and
0: go out to eat by yourself? Yeah. You know, well, maybe shoot some hoops or something, try and distract yourself.
1: Belly did not shoot hoops. She. So she was laying in bed, and she was saying she was afraid to even go to the dining hall because she didn't want to run into Taylor, who may ask her about it. Definitely didn't want to run into Lacey Brown, and then didn't want to run into right. There's
0: like the there's so this is how it goes. It's like a period of needing to be by yourself, Mm -hmm. and then you need to let it all out with your friends. You know, Mm -hmm. have some good old fashioned like minor minor shit talk, and then you need to go out and have a fun night that's yeah. like the recipe in the immediate <laughs> aftermath
1: yeah well she's at the first stage right. but she does talk to annika so annika and her have a conversation and she opens up to annika first about the fact that jeremiah cheated
0: annika and skywalker
1: ha ha, ha. funny funny funny. but annika says something interesting so she, belly actually calls it cheating and even when we were listening we like, oh yeah hey, Anna, Belly, like, like, I don't
0: Jeremiah cheated on me. I'm like, and then she goes back it?
1: and she says, In Cabo with Lacey Barone over spring break, and when we were on a break is what she says. And Annika says, Okay, feel however you need to feel. In in like a not in a dismissive way, obviously Annika's great. Mm-hmm. And then they start having this conversation about how the fact that Jeremiah kept it a secret from her, mm-hmm. even when they ended the break and got back together was the bigger betrayal. Right. And that and that's kind of the point that she's trying to make to Belly. Do you agree with that? I agree with it. Like Whether or not the semantics of them being on a break, not being on a break, Jeremiah could have told Belly about it. Right. Which I think may have made her feel less embarrassed, less like a fool, as she's feeling right now.
0: Yeah, but now Annika is setting her up to be like, oh, well, maybe... I think Annika is the catalyst for why what happens, happens. Because Annika is like, the secret is the worst part. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out Belly's got one of them too. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, oh shit, maybe I should forgive him, because I got some secrets in my closet up in here.
1: Well, the yeah, so the secrets the secrets for Belly is internal. It's how she feels and how she thinks, but It's still problematic. Like, she's saying that she oftentimes, even in the time that she's been with Jeremiah for two years, every so often will go back purposefully and think about a memory that she had with Conrad. Just
0: like the way she used to look at her old stamp collection.
1: Shells. (laughs) But then the chapter ends with her saying, but there's one memory in particular that I don't go back and think about.
0: Ooh. Which cut is cut to.
1: Cut to chapter eight. Chapter eight is a 15-minute chapter. These are very, for the most part, quick, short chapters. But chapter eight is a long chapter.
0: It's got some mileage to it.
1: And, hun, what happens in chapter eight overall? Uh,
0: Christmas party. No. Yes, it is. It's Christmas.
1: It's like, yeah, but it's not a party. I know, but
0: it's a, a Christmas oh, you're just... party in the same way that, party. like, today, we're going to have a cowboys party. even oh. not just me and you.
1: Okay. Got it.
0: So it's uh, <laughs> how the Grinch stole Christmas and chocolate-covered pretzels and pajamas and, I mean, like, the ultimate Christmas party by herself.
1: And most importantly, I was talking to one of our friends, shout out Emmy. I was talking to her, and if you only read the book once, it's easy to forget, which I know you had forgotten a little bit. That there are actually two Christmas and Cousins between Belly and Conrad. So this is Christmas and Cousins part two.
0: Yeah, there's also Christmas and Cousins in the TV show. Right. Where it gets kind of saucy.
1: Well, okay, so we're going to go through this chapter and we're going to talk about Christmas and Cousins in the book part two. But when Belly says at the end of chapter seven, there's one memory I'd never go back and think about. I mean, Christmas and Cousins Part 1 in the show is sure. is a little bit more, huh?
0: Christmas and Cousins. Kind of explains everything it needs to. That's true. Christmas and Cousins. Alliteration.
1: There might be some Better With Glasses right? March, March that comes office. out as as we head towards the holiday season here. But I digress. If there's a memory that she doesn't want to think about in the show, it might be when she loses her virginity to Conrad. Christmas Part 1 but there's something about this christmas where she has this like oh shit moment which we'll get to. So chapter 8 opens.
0: Yeah, so she's like thinking back on a memory. I was confused. I'm like how do we get to christmas already? What? Right. It's a flashback in her mind. Yes. Because Annika prompted this secret the secret talk. thing, okay. secret
1: thing. keeping. Yeah. So we think I think it's been two Christmases since her and Conrad's first Christmas together, which is when they were together as a couple. And her and Jeremiah have been together for a year and a half, I would say. Yeah, because they're breaking up this year. So this is the Christmas before that.
0: She's all alone at the crib.
1: She's all alone in...
0: Laurel's in Turkey, randomly.
1: Philadelphia. Yeah, Laurel's off. Steven is on a ski trip.
0: Pops is with his new girlfriend.
1: Pops is with his new girlfriend, and she's dating Jeremiah, but I think Jeremiah um, is in New York with his dad yep. for Christmas.
0: Skating at the old Grand Central Station or whatever it is. Rockefeller Center. Rockefeller Center.
1: <laughs> <laughs> which, which we're going to be doing. Uh, I'm excited. In
0: quotes. We'll see. We really, be. really want to.
1: We will be. We're going to be staying at the Conrad Hotel.
0: Not a coincidence. Hashtag I'm sure. Conrad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right.
0: We, I don't know if we told them. We ate at Conrad's Seafood in uh, Baltimore.
1: We did that too.
0: That was excellent. And if everyone is near Baltimore, go to Conrad's. It's actually – It was it's excellent. Excellent. Fantastic
1: restaurant. Anyhow. All right. So, Belly is all alone at her house. And what people do during the holidays, Christmas movies and, and stuff. And then she has this idea. Like, if I'm going to be all alone and all cozied up watching – Christmas movies, like, why wouldn't I just go do it at the Cousins' house?
0: This is, like, Philly to Cousins. Isn't that, like, a four-hour drive?
1: It's probably three. Okay. If you had a beach house. I mean, house... I love
0: driving, so I get it, but it's just, like, on a whim.
1: But if you had a beach house that you had access to, I would go. Wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, it's just, like, she, it, she treats it like it's, like, oh, I'm hopping over yeah. to the 20 minutes away, but it's, like. Fucking states away.
1: Yeah. So she runs the pack a bag, then hop into Stephen's car. There's a lot of cute Stephen belly banter that if we actually get the scene in the book, it'd be cute to see. Not cute, but Stephen, what? When she gets home from college, calls her fat. Calls, calls her fat. Huh, freshman 15, huh? And then her way of, in her mind, getting back at him is she takes his car. That's an important point because of what's going to happen next. Mm. So it's important that. She takes Steven's car to cousins' right, and I think she says what he doesn't know won't hurt him. So she drives, drives, drives. She gets to cousins'. She doesn't know how to build a fire, mm-hmm. so she just turns on the heat. She's cozied up on the couch with blankets. She's watching How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and what is she eating? Because now every time
0: we see or cover pretzels, eat
1: yes. Every time we have chocolate-covered pretzels now, I think of Belly.
0: And hot chocolate. I'm more of the, you know, if you have chocolate, if you're eating chocolate, you want something to counteract it in your drink. So maybe like milk or almond milk. She's doubling up with the hot chocolate and the chocolate-covered pretzels.
1: Yeah. You there know, is –
0: Not my style, but hey.
1: Well, Belly has a sweet tooth. We know that. In book two, I think Conrad makes fun of her and it's like – if we cut you, I bet sugar would pour out. <laughs> <laughs> so.
0: Guilty as well.
1: Yeah, you. Belly is on the couch watching How the Grinch Stole Christmas. She's vibing out. And she falls asleep. hmm And then she hears something wakes her up because there's movement. The
0: house is getting broken into.
1: The house is getting broken into. And she immediately, because she was watching Home Alone, thinks about people burglarizing the house.
0: That's a good lesson to be careful what you watch before you go to sleep. Right?
1: <laughs> well, we've been watching a lot of horror movies. Oh,
0: man, yeah. Wait, so... oh, like, what the fuck is that? Oh, it's just my cat, okay.
1: <laughs> but Belly thinks that the house is being broken into. She has to make a decision on whether or not she was going to hide and cower or defend the house. So she uses a poker mm. as her weapon of choice. She walks up. And the voice that she's already heard, so she's already heard this voice, and it's saying, Steven, yo, open up, Steven.
0: And her heart drops. Well- I be- know that voice.
1: Well, before that happens, she is thinking, oh my God, there's two burglars, and one of them is named Steven, and he's already in the house. Right,
0: right, right. It's like in Home Alone, where the, hey, two, the two burglars are outside, and Kevin puts on the the TV, and he's talking about like a guy named Snakes. <laughs> and then the, when they're walking out, the two burglars in the car, he's like, I know I heard that name Snakes before.
1: <laughs> Very snakes, similar.
0: Snakes, don't no, 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 Snakes.
1: Very similar. And then she realizes that she knows that voice. Who's it's that Connie
0: voice? Baby.
1: It's Connie Baby. She flings the door open. She looks at him. Apparently he's sucking on a miniature candy cane. It falls out of his mouth because... Imagine the sight. Not just yeah, that, I can picture it in my head. He thinks that it's about to be Steven who mm-hmm. opens up the door. Instead of Steven, it's Belly. Who his has brother's been, girlfriend. His brother's girlfriend, who he hasn't seen since the motel. Mm. And she's probably half asleep in Christmas pajamas that are too big for her, hair a mess. And we come to find out later, chocolate on her face, holding a poker. So it's kind of funny image. Sounds like his nightmare. <laughs> she gives him a hug and she says something. I love I love the description. So she says something like he was wearing a brown winter coat, like a tan winter coat I'd never seen before. But I know I've never seen it before because I haven't really seen Conrad in however many years. And then she noticed that he was scruffy, but then also noticed that he was tan. Mm-hmm. And she thought it was weird that he was tan in the winter. And then she had to like remind herself. That he goes to school in California.
0: Right.
1: Right. He follows her in. He sits on a chair. She sits back down on the couch. And there's this awkward... It is awkward, isn't it? Because it actually... The house belongs to the Fishers. Mm -hmm. So Conrad being there, like stopping by on his flight in and not going immediately to Boston is like, fine, it's his house. Belly making the choice to be there... Is kind of jarring.
0: Well, it shows how close families are for sure.
1: Yeah. Okay. So they're having this conversation about like, "What are you doing here? What are you doing here?" Mm-hmm. And he, it's cute. He calls her out for the chocolate that's on her face.
0: It's like just a very informal, not much happening conversation. Yeah. They almost make a fire and they don't. But that's which is but like that's important. The one important thing I think.
1: It. Why do you think it's more?
0: Because Conrad doesn't want to escalate the situation.
1: Right. Yeah. Because she was thinking, like, when he's lighting the fire, she's sitting there thinking to herself about the last time they were at Christmas together.
0: Which, in the books, they hadn't done the deed, but in...
1: But it was still romantic, and it still meant something to them.
0: Right. And, and like, at the end of the day, I think he knows that it's his brother's ex-girlfriend, his brother's current girlfriend, and his ex-girlfriend, which is messy. But yeah, he doesn't want to... Just going to stop going down this trail.
1: Yeah. So he stops midway through and just says, like, actually, I think it's too late for a fire. I'm just going to go crash.
0: Good on Conrad.
1: Good on Conrad. I agree. And she watches him go upstairs and he says, Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas Billy.
0: Belly. It's really good to see you. Good job, hon. I mean, it was a good line. It was a good line. It shows that Conrad, like, understands that Christmas matters to Billy. Yeah. And, you know.
1: Because this is past Christmas. Like, Christmas has already happened. This is, like... When you're in college and you don't go back to school until fucking mid-January or something. Yeah. Start classes.
0: The next morning they wake up. Yep. Belly's like, oh, man.
1: Belly has this, like, weird, like, I wonder if he's still here. hmm Because...
0: She he probably... Went, she probably... When he went upstairs, yeah. she probably sat there and was like, all these things that I should have said. Or mm-hmm. still want to clear the air with him about this or whatever. Mm-hmm. So... She's like, I'll talk to him tomorrow. Yeah. But when she wakes up, she's probably like, oh, man. uh, He's probably gone. Probably gone. And it's like, I'm not going to get a chance to say what.
1: So she runs over. I can picture it. because I kind
0: of can. I know she. The description of it sounds like she fucking is going to die.
1: Have you ever had that happen before? Where you just like on a hardwood floor. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So she remember she's in these like big ass like pajamas. Mm hmm. So she wakes up from the couch. She runs over to the banister. So, like, imagine turning the corner to the banister. You're in like pants that are way too big for you. She trips and she falls. Like, I've had it happen to me on black ice where you fall fucking straight back. Yeah,
0: it's like, like a you, movie. Fall. Like you,
1: yeah, you like you fly up into the air and your entire body falls laterally against like a hard surface you gotta love it and then she hits her head as well yeah
0: no it sounded like wicked dangerous in the book it's like gotta call the ambulance
1: (laughs) yeah yeah so she so she's just laying there and immediately like tears start welling up in her eyes and then she says the description of it's great (laughs) she's like and then i saw conrad's head poke above me and he was eating something like cereal
0: are you okay He asked, mouthful of food.
1: (laughs) He's trying to help her, right? He's trying to, like, get a sense for if she's really, really hurt or not. And I like the, on a scale of 1 to 10, it's very realistic dialogue. Like, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much does it hurt? She's, like, an 11.
0: Mm -hmm. Plus, there's the fact that she's, like, embarrassed now. She's embarrassed. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, question. Do you think Connie Baby, our Connie Baby from the show, do you think it's, like... Then it's described that he then gets on the floor next to her and they're just kind of like laying on the floor together.
0: Mm-hmm. What?
1: Is that what would happen in real life? Like, I like the description. Like, then he laid down on the floor next to me. I, I would. If as it, if we were like about to make something. If it rainbows.
0: was me, I could see myself getting in like sitting on my – sitting down next
1: like to me. Like kneeling. Her. Okay.
0: Or like sitting on my butt. Yeah, legs out.
1: Yeah, I think it was kind of like a more of like a cute thing. Like she's just kind of like, leave me here. I'm laying here, and he just like.
0: Eventually, he picks her up and carries her, Mm -hmm. and that sets off the whole. Oh my god, I still love you.
1: Well, before that happens, she, to your point, is embarrassed because of the fifteen pounds thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The the freshman fifteen, right? Which. Again, very realistic dialogue because I say that to you sometimes. Like sometimes you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna pick you up," and I I always say to you, whether I mean it or not, or whether I'm being insecure or not, I'm just like, I was like, I was like, no, I'm heavier than you think. Like I think it's just like a, a thing, especially when she just heard that, and it's nice. He picks her up, and he's like, "You look the same to me," and then she says, "More like ten, more like freshman Ted. And then he sets her down. But before he does all that, when she's like, oh, you can't lift me, he says something about, oh, I can't, like, bench press my body weight like Jer can, but I can pick up a girl belly. And then she says to herself, like, it took me aback, and I half forgot to think how weird it was that he had mentioned or brought up Jer. Right. But it might only be weird for her. Right? Mm-hmm. Because she's like having all these feelings stir up, and then he mentions Jer. I don't know that Conrad meant anything by mentioning Jeremiah. Well, it's
0: very real to him. He knows the situation. Exactly. She, you know? Yeah. She is. Well, he's.
1: Yeah, he's had to get good with it. He's yeah. like left it in the past, and he's just like, Yeah, you're fucking with my brother. Like, it's. It, it is what it is. He puts her on the couch, and this is when she says she looks up at him, and she, like for a brief second, has this thought, which is oh my god, I still love you. They spend the day there together. uh, They're together but not really hanging out together. It's just kind of like two people Mm -hmm. sharing a space. Uh, I think she says they have tomato soup and like the rest of the pretzels or something. And then the next morning, he's gone. Yeah, And before
0: she has to come to terms with how this feeling like right she still loves him or whatever
1: yeah i yeah she still she still loves him but i don't think that that takes away from the fact that she loves jer too i think it's you know in season two at the end when she calls laurel like she she's in the bathroom and she calls laurel and she's like hey What was it like when you realized that you weren't in love with dad anymore? Mm -hmm. Then also in the show, she says, what is that line she says where it's like, it's possible to be letting go of your past while moving forward? Right. And this is colors of the same thing, right? She, She feels what she feels. She recognizes it. But then she... I wouldn't use the word plays it off, but she sells it to herself. Well, when
0: he's out of the picture in California, it's a little bit easier. Time passes. You're like, oh, I haven't thought about this person in forever. Right. And you're like, I'm completely over him, completely over him, completely over him. That's because he's not around. Yeah. And you're not like being reminded of it. Yeah. But then he's right in front of you and you're kind of forced to deal with these things that you yeah. haven't felt with. And
1: kind of like out of sight, out of mind.
0: Exactly like that. Uh, but now he's right in front of her and she's like, shit i thought these were gone
1: what does she say that she says like just because you bury feelings doesn't mean that they're not there anymore and she's and she basically recognizes that because she loved him so much when he was younger and he was her first love Mm -hmm. and her first real boyfriend unless you count cam there was something there but she says he can have my past that little girl part of me that believed in fairy tales and Mm -hmm. movies and musicals and jeremiah will have my present and my future and she said something like first kisses or first loves are important but i'm pretty sure that final kisses and final loves are more important yeah factually true factually true but she's she's trying to create that division in her head
0: right like in basketball you know it's not about who starts the game. Yeah. It's about who ends the game. Right. Who's on the floor in crunch time. All that being said, mm-hmm.
1: so we're going to do a little, we're going to break a little bit here because it's a big chapter and do a little bit of analysis. Go for it. Jeremiah and Belly are on a break. He has sex with Lacey. Yep. He comes back, gives her a fucking bracelet. Brings up nothing about it. They move on from their fight. Mm -hmm. He doesn't say anything to her about how she's been waiting to lose her virginity to Jeremiah. Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: on the break, he had sex with another girl.
0: Sure.
1: He didn't say anything about that. That's Mm -hmm. his secret. Belly has this Conrad interaction that if it meant nothing, I believe she would have mentioned it.
0: Right. Right. But it did mean something.
1: But it did mean something to her.
0: It was like, oh, shit. I still have these feelings.
1: Yeah. And and I think that there's a part of her that.
0: But you could argue it's worse.
1: I was going to. So that. (laughs) We're going to argue it out. Do Do you think it's worse?
0: They're both like towing the line of being bad. But they're like intentionally Jenny wrote this where they're like there's room for there's nuance, you know, on both sides. Yeah. So It's like emotional cheating versus physical cheating Neither of them are like Strictly Emotional cheating or physical cheating Because one's on a break And one it's like kind of Selling it as this like young Puppy love kind Mm -hmm. of thing So I'd lean towards Knowing that my Girlfriend is in love With my brother still being worse (laughs) Than knowing (laughs) that my significant other slept with someone while we were on a break. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go with Belly's. Emotional? Um, Like that scenario. Okay. Like my girlfriend is in love with my brother still a little bit. Okay. Or my significant other slept with someone while we're on a break.
1: Okay. All right. I accept what you say. Okay. I actually do accept what you say. But it's because we get to – the book is narrated from – Ellie's perspective mm-hmm. so we get to hear her say oh my god I still love you Conrad right
0: yes <laughs> so, right
1: but but like but what... it's not like they're
0: texting each other saying exactly. I love you yeah, like, I love like, you I love yeah, you right. which would be like the emotional cheating
1: exactly like what actually happens between them is a weird twist of fate and it would be equally awkward like I had asked you and when we were listening to it like what were they supposed to do Like, how awkward would it be? It would almost be worse if they ended up at the cousin's house together, both panicked Mm -hmm. and both immediately fled and pretended like they never saw each other. So they needed to see each other, obviously, at some point. The fact that Belly is saying she's still in love with Conrad is very problematic. So while I agree with you, the emotional Belly having feelings for conrad probably worse than on a break jeremiah having meaningless sex with somebody that he doesn't actually love
0: mm-hmm.
1: fair however from what Annika was talking about from the secret keeping perspective belly's secret is that she had a moment with conrad where she thought she might still love him that's her secret. That's the actual secret. Not that, oh, hey, I decided to go to Cousins by myself. Oh, I saw Conrad there. And oh, I didn't tell you that I went to Cousins and I saw Conrad there. Mm-hmm. Because let's say she did, who cares? Right? Like Jeremiah doesn't really have the right to be mad about that. It's just kind of like, oh, weird. Thanks for telling me. Fair? Fair. Yeah. Fair, right. Because uh, other than that, it's pretty innocent. The oh, hey, by the way, uh, now that we're getting back together, that's cool. But three days ago, I had sex with this other girl. I think I think from a secrets you keep and secrets you don't keep. Like it, it was so obvious that Jeremiah was keeping the secret to keep Belly and to not piss her off. Belly's secret about having seen Conrad. Fine. Belly's bigger secret is that she
0: loves Conrad. Like by seeing Conrad, I may actually have these
1: underlying feelings. Underlying feelings, because yeah. there's
0: like always going to be like a love of, like, when you spend so much time with someone, and it's like there's that connection. Yeah. But it seems like in this case, Belly has real feelings. Real feelings.
1: Either way. It, it, a lot of people say that book three, like kills Jeremiah's character. I, I don't necessarily see that. Like I obviously I don't
0: love what what by by what he did.
1: Yeah, by what he did. I don't love what he did, but I think that the more that I analyze or overanalyze it, I think she. I mean, it's brilliant the way that she did it because Con- um, I was going to say Conrad because mm-hmm. Belly is at fault too. Like,
0: well, that's the whole thing. It's like Belly gets they end up getting into this next situation, which we're going to get to because they
1: both have some level. They both
0: have some level of
1: guilt and running away and sweeping things under the rug.
0: Well, which is all fine. Like, it, it's all fine if they can be forgiven. Like, people fuck up and have these little hiccups. Sure, if. Belly can actually forgive Jeremiah for that. And if Belly can say from now on I'm not gonna let this you know
1: Conrad thing linger. Conrad
0: thing like I'm gonna put that to bed. Yeah. Then like hey turn the page start a new chapter. Let's go.
1: Yeah. But it's, but it's both of these secrets.
0: That are like we want to make this right because I have some Guilt, Stuff, yeah. Or, you know, I have the. I want to, I want to make it better from what I failed in the past.
1: Yeah, but in another way, if we're gonna talk about fate and, you know, I'm Team Conrad, like who's meant to be together. I think the writing's on the wall that Belly and Jeremiah are probably not meant to be together. If I'm so reading all the same. signs.
0: I'm like, this is a shitty situation. Belly <laughs> should probably be with somebody outside of that.
1: Somebody without the last without picture.
0: the last name picture. That's what like I see. I'm like man, this is just too. It's a messy spot.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: A spot to be in.
1: Chapter nine. Chapter nine's hilarious, mostly because I can see, Rain Spencer's.
0: Oh man, yeah. Face and
1: her actions and her reactions as. Belly is describing what happened with Jeremiah to, to Taylor. She's so,
0: like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna, sl- oh, I'm gonna get my nails done really sharp. I,
1: yeah, when I go to the salon, I'm gonna ask her to make them super sharp. I'm gonna slap them so hard it's gonna leave scars. Do you want
0: my sorority sisters to slish, slash or that? slash? Do you want my, slor- sorority uh, tongue twister. Do you want my sorority sisters to slash his tires? Yeah,
1: but there is a very important part to that, which is belly asks for taylor's opinion and she says like would you get back together with him and taylor says no taylor says i wouldn't but i know that you and i are different and how you feel about jeremiah it's different
0: taylor gets involved now
1: Mm -hmm. um so a lot of people who i've talked to and people who wrote in for book club they want to know your thoughts. Well, not your thoughts specifically, but our thoughts.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think book Taylor and show Taylor are way different, and I just can't see show ta- like this is funny. Like, oh, do you want my sorority sisters to slash his tires? It's funny, but I think that Taylor Taylor in the show would have a much bigger reaction. Like, do you think that? Taylor's just going to let Belly go and forgive Jeremiah. Not to mention the other stuff that comes up afterwards, but, like, do you actually think Taylor would stand for that?
0: Well, she is Team Jeremiah.
1: I know. Okay, but do you think that even after this, she'll stay Team Jeremiah? I think. And and keep in mind, she's also dating Steven.
0: Right. Like, there's, it... there's
1: no way that if this comes out in the show that Steven is ever gonna be like he's already not team jeremiah but like
0: it depends on where you fall because Belly's not innocent either and it, it depends on what steven thinks about what jeremiah did it depends on what taylor taylor's been around the block she knows like spring break they're on a break
1: yeah but Taylor, I think, also knows that there's plenty of fish in the sea, and Taylor is very, very strong the
0: Which would be, like, the ideal advice. Right. Like, get out of the book. Yeah. Like, get out of the circle. Yeah. Get into a different story. Yeah. That would be the right advice. Like, put these fisher boys behind you. It's causing you nothing but pain. Experience what else is in the world. Same thing for Conrad, out in Stanford doing his thing. Mm -hmm. Jeremiah, you know, doing his thing. That would be the ideal advice, but we're operating within this very specific lane where we, you know, where we know where it goes. So, like, the advice that she could give is kind of limited.
1: Yeah. But the correct
0: advice would be to get out of this... Kind of back and forth right. that you've been.
1: Can... Yeah. And I've been in this situation before where my friends have asked me for my opinion and I kind of react the same way that Taylor does. So I can't really falter. It's like, well, because Belly said, like, if it were you, I'm like, well, okay. Well, if it were me, then absolutely not. But it's not me. It's you. So like, mm-hmm. you make your own decisions.
0: So, right. When people, when like you've been through with like friends that you know, like yeah. couples, when they break up, they're like, okay, you guys are going to get back together. So this is just inevitable when it's going to happen. Like, oh, no, it's for real this time. I'm like, okay.
1: <laughs> oh, when there's like a lot of like back and forth. Yeah, back and forth, like breaking up. up every
0: three months or whatever. Like, okay, yeah, you're it's done this time. I got you.
1: Right, right. But what I do like about their friendship is that Taylor makes Belly feel better.
0: G- oh, that was a great best friend chapter.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, then chapter 10 is actually all about Taylor and Belly as well, which – I am appreciative of it. I'm not going to go deep on it because I don't really, in the book, I don't really see the purpose of it other than to showcase Belly and Taylor's friendship. But basically Taylor and Belly had some sort of fight and falling out right before her senior year of high school. And she, this is right on the heels of her picking Jeremiah at the hotel, motel.
0: Holiday. Holiday
1: And, I guess, so her and Jeremiah's relationship is very new at that point. So he is off at college, first year at college for Jeremiah. Belly is at home. They're having a phone, long distance relationship. Belly is in a fight with Taylor, and she's trying to talk to Jeremiah about it, and he doesn't understand. And a couple of people who wrote into book club said, you know, this is just another example, I think, of Jeremiah not trying to understand or trying to help belly and not taking things seriously okay because and it might be a stretch it might not be but we have to dig that deep i think because it's just such otherwise a throwaway chapter so i think it's just meant to show that belly and taylor have had struggles before but they came back together they ended up at the same college, which made Belly feel like they were destined, you know, to stay in each other's lives.
0: Right. But they still have their own thing going. Like, she's in a sorority. Yeah. She, he's got, uh, Belly's got her relationship going, like, all yeah. good.
1: But it, but it does show some, not rockiness, but I like that it shows, it goes back and shows, like, how Belly and Jeremiah first started getting together, how they would talk on the phone. Um, Yeah. So, there you have it. That's chapter ten. Chapter eleven.
0: That, she couldn't. She couldn't hold out. She had to talk to Jer.
1: This is a big chapter. This is a big chapter. This is my what the fuck moment chapter, probably of the entire fucking series <laughs> so far in in the book. Yeah, least. like
0: it, on paper, it is. But when you kind of dissect it and see kind of what led to it, what led to it, it's like I see where Belly's mind is because she wants to believe that the conrad thing isn't true you know she wants to like like no i am putting that behind me i'm gonna do something extreme
1: okay 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 but but just because i agree with you but just because that's chronologically how it is told in the book that was december so december she's already put it in the past like Annika brings it up I know, but she made a decision to leave it in the past, and then it's been January, and it's been February, and it's been March, and it's been April, and then they had their break, and then there was Cabo, and then now they're happy. And now is when... They break up. They Well, he, she finds out about the cheating.
0: Right. So she knows that Jared's going to ask for her back.
1: Yes. she Yeah, she knows that Jared's going to ask for her back, but she she's not thinking about the Christmas memory, technically. I,
0: I think she's like... Jerry's going to ask for me back. Mm -hmm. And why should I not give him another chance when I deserve.
1: Because I kept secrets too.
0: Yeah. Because I am like not completely innocent myself. So I think. Do you
1: think Belly actually gives that much of a fuck? Like you're giving Belly a lot of credit on her self-awareness. Like I think she's just so hurt by this.
0: You don't think she went and she's the one who called him. Like, don't you think she was, like, gonna get back together with him? Like, that was kind of, she knew this was gonna happen even before
1: right, right. he
0: begged and pleaded.
1: Okay, that's fine, but I don't, I think that her guilt is way less than his, and I think it should be, if it's been, if she had that just, like, random thought, and then she put it out of her system, and it's been six months? Unless she's had, like, many other instances of, I'm in love with Conrad Fisher, like, it's been six months. Like, if Swerve her and Jeremiah were on a break, and her first instinct was to call Conrad. Then I think it could be problematic, but you know, I don't know. Anyway, Belly said, like, finally text Jeremiah back and says that she wants to see him. He comes over to her dorm room. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, and it's believable. I just hate that Jeremiah does it, like. He she opens the door, he immediately like tries to grab for her or hug her and and she's like, No, like this is not why I invited you over. Like, we're here to talk. So she like brushes him away. They go sit on her bed. And what's interesting about it is she, Belly's done asking. I, I think she's had time to think through the situation. So she's not asking for details, right? No. Yeah, she's not like, oh, so explain to me your side of the story. She's just kinda like
0: she knows she's getting back together
1: yeah right she's like this is i know what happened that's what happened but she says how would i know you wouldn't do it again how would i be able to trust that the most ridiculous fucking thing for me is that instead of answering her question in a actual way Mm -hmm. his first and i don't care if he's Bought this ring five months ago. Mm -hmm. I don't care if he just happened to put it in his pocket. I don't care. She asked a very real question, which is, how do I know I can trust you? And his only fucking answer is to get down on one knee, pull out a ring, and say, you could marry me, as if marriage is the reason that he can be trusted now.
0: Don't you think that's a I mean, moment? I don't know if like, that's, yes. like, an antiquated way of thinking or something, but I, I have heard people that, like, kind of think that way.
1: I get it, but, like, it's just so, for me, it's just so, like, what the fuck? That's
0: crazy, right? Like, right, I, like
1: right. I'm sitting here thinking, like, if I were Belly, I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? We're still having our first conversation, like, so aside from the fact that you want to marry me, which, cool, I may want to marry you, too answer my first fucking question like how do I know I can trust you because a ring and a promise like does it actually mean something
0: well I think he's telling the story which is implied that you can trust me we'll get an apartment we'll fix it up I'll do the laundry I'll learn to cook stuff he's
1: painting this like
0: painting this picture Well, well, what
1: he's really doing is he's like doubling and tripling down on their relationship he's like I'm in
0: I'm in right 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 And Belly's thinking that I can, he needs to be forgiven. I want to double down on not being in love with Conrad still.
1: I get it. Right? Do you understand? I I get it. But he is still Adam Fisher's son. That's all I'm going to say. Marriage doesn't mean shit. Marriage doesn't mean shit. Like, he, he has to know that. He's, like, seen. So
0: do you think that Conrad's got a little cheating streak in him? No. Oh, listen, I'm just saying. You're you pulling up the jeans stuff.
1: I think that Conrad hates his father so much that he actually would not do that because it's an example of how shitty his dad is. Jeremiah's the one who's like, oh, that's not such a bad guy. Anyway.
0: Mm, <laughs> right? But what? I don't know. Sometimes people compare. I, I've heard the Jeremiah and Susanna comparisons before. So.
1: I feel you. Okay. I feel you. But I'm just saying that jeremiah comes from a family where he's witnessed that marrying someone and making a vow to them hand out to be fucking air and
0: i mean and they're also 20 not so it's, like, it's, it, it's it, not a great idea.
1: belly's 19 years old jeremiah yeah. is probably what
0: 20 it's not a great idea we, we can see that at 35 it's not a great idea Right, <laughs> you know they. I think they're just both doubling down. Yes, Jeremiah's doubling down that I can be trusted. Belly's doubling down that I don't love Conrad anymore. Prove
1: to herself. Yeah,
0: I don't love Conrad anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I think that's the long and the short of it. I don't know if we. Yeah, so they're but getting
1: married, right? Or it's just kind of like, let's just raise the stakes all the way through the fucking roof. Because, yes, if I'm now the girl who is married to a then guy and, everyone. and loves the the other brother, then I then I really suck, right? It's kind of like, let's just like make the stakes so far-fetched that none of us will cheat, even though we kind of want to. Like, it's so weird. It's so weird. But that's how it ends up happening. And I can't really be mad at it, because to your point, we know why it happened. I'm just still saying it's stupid of them. It's so dumb, and it becomes the catalyst for the rest of the book, though, which I am happy for.
0: That night, I dreamed of Conrad.
1: Um, it just makes me giggle knowing that Jenny Han like <laughs> wrote this shit because she,
0: it's she's just stunting on him with this with these chapters, man.
1: I know. It's like <laughs> you're sitting here reading chapter 11. You're like
0: it's designed to get people I know riled up.
1: because if your team Conrad you're like what the fuck if your team belly you're like what the fuck if your team Jeremiah you're like okay all right maybe maybe they forgive and forget and they can build a life and I've seen it happen before right like people break up all the time they grow they learn from their mistakes they come back together and then this happens So I feel bad for the Team Jeremiah fans out there who just read Chapter 11, like, oh, good. Like, he fucked up, but we'll move past this. The very next, like, the same night, you get proposed to, you put on a ring after forgiving your boyfriend for his indiscretions or whatever.
0: And forgiving herself.
1: And forgiving herself. Yes, good point. She dreams of Conrad.
0: Okay, in this dream. She was the same age as... She is now. Mm-hmm. He's younger, 10 or 11 maybe. Mm-hmm. I think he might have been wearing overalls. We played outside my house until it got dark. I said, Susanna will be wondering where you are. You should go home. He said, I can't. I don't know how. Will you help me? And then I was sad because I didn't know how either. We weren't at my house anymore and it was so dark. We were in the woods. We were lost. It sounds creepy. Sounds like a fucking horror movie. Does it not?
1: It does. It was.
0: Think about a kid I and a teenage girl. Yeah. In over, is you say overalls or something? Yeah. It's, it's just, just scary as hell.
1: <laughs> well, it's... You
0: it's, should go it, home. I can't. I don't know how. Will you help me? <laughs> Sounds like a scary... Wait, when I was, you're like,
1: thinking of it as like a horror movie with like a little child. Yes. No, I think she's thinking of it like she's the older one and Conrad is young and lost. Which...
0: Like The Sixth Sense or something.
1: I mean, or It's Just a Dream. I will say, the very first time I read it, I just glossed over it. And probably the four or five times since then that I've read it, I've glossed over it. Um, Thank you and shout out to people who brought it up, um, people that wrote in. They're like, what is the – what is it a metaphor for?
0: Okay, let's think. Susanna is wondering when you'll be home. No, when you're going to be home, you should go home. Okay, home is belly. Yep. I can't. I don't know how. Will you help me find myself, find my way back to you? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Or. And she says.
0: I didn't know how either.
1: I don't know how either. We're lost.
0: We're lost. We are lost. They are lost. They're so far away from, if that is the grand plan, they're so far away from that now because she's literally going to marry his brother.
1: Yeah. I think, I mean, I think that's another form of the guilt creeping up, right? Like,
0: she
1: she can be happy and engaged to Jeremiah, but it's it's always like you said, the other shoe is going to drop because it's not out of sight, out of mind. Mm -hmm. Conrad made a decision to let them be happy and he went to the other side of the country, but it's not like a normal ex, right? Where you can go through your entire life and maybe not see them again for-
0: Married to his brother.
1: Right. So so now she's like oh my god I'm so happy I'm marrying Jeremiah but then it's like oh we'll we'll have to tell the family cuz that's what chapter 11 ends with they're talking and planning out the wedding and they're cuz when people first get married it's kind of fun to like think about oh the music and who am I going to invite and like how are we going to tell everyone and everyone includes Conrad and I think it's subconscious but it's that subconscious guilt coming back like oh my god when i tell conrad he is going to feel so lost
0: or this dream could mean absolutely nothing because dreams could be interpreted a thousand different ways but
1: if it means nothing why would it even be written
0: well jenny is obviously showing that it should mean something oh yeah but in the grand scheme of things you dream about a fucking giraffe you look if you look up what that means it tell you a thousand different things. But
1: that's not even the problematic part. The problematic part is that she's dreaming of Conrad, which means there's some level of guilt there. And not only that, the whole rest of this chapter is that... I don't know up...
0: about dreaming of Conrad means there's some kind of guilt there.
1: Okay. Well, they so her and Conrad were lost in the dream. So this is like a nightmare for her.
0: It, it's, it's a nightmare like dream. A nightmare.
1: Because she, she wakes up crying because she can't help Conrad get home. And she and then she's lost, too. So now it's just her and Conrad not knowing where home is fucking lost. And she wakes up crying in bed next to Jeremiah. The problematic part, I think, is that then Jeremiah wakes up, holds her, and he's talking to her about breakfast or something. And she says in her mind that she wants to go back to sleep. She, like, wants to make sure she remembers the dream i've had that happen too like you wake up from a dream and it's like you don't want to forget the dream for one reason or the other
0: yeah you like put it in your head like i should I, I don't want to forget this let me like take mental note of what happened and then you wake up and you have no idea what. It was.
1: exactly so it's like jeremiah's awake he's talking to her and she's just kind of like shh, shh. well wait, wait like let me remember this dream
0: i a dream last night that i got my car inspected um but like someone had got it inspected for me like it was automatically inspected Without me doing it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it was like, I was so happy because my car inspection is overdue. Yeah. And then I got out to the Jeep this morning
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it was still overdue. And I'm like, oh, fuck. But that t- <laughs> that tipped me off. That tipped me off because I was like, oh, I dreamt about that last night and it was fixed in my dream, but it's really not fixed.
1: Well, I yeah, I don't think that dreams always mean something, but the things that you think about and experience in your waking moments influence your dreams. Like-
0: sometimes, I mean, but sometimes you dream about people you didn't like from, like people from like second grade. That's true. Dreams are weird. Yeah. People
1: dream about little Conrad in overalls.
0: It sounds like a horror dream. <laughs> it really does.
1: For Conrad, unbeknownst to him, it might be. He might be. He might be having a parallel dream in Stanford, oh, waking up in a cold sweat.
0: We just saw Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. And that is very similar. Because you're like dreaming of these lost kids, yeah, that's true. That's what it reminds me of. That's I why know. I'm maybe that's why I'm putting it into the horror category category so quickly,
1: yeah. it is a horror for Conrad. Belly just accepted a proposal.
0: <laughs> I mean, it, it, I guess, but Conrad right now isn't like thinking, scheming ways to make her mind.
1: And that's a great place to end because so we're about to head into the chapters where we get some Conrad POV.
0: We get yes. some crisp
1: riny narration and
0: which helps out a lot.
1: It helps out a lot. Particularly, it helped one Casey Vizalia start to actually like Conrad.
0: Right, because when we first listened to all the books, there was only season 1 out and yeah. it was like Conrad was a dud. In season one.
1: You're like, yeah, he's just a jerk and he's mean and he's and then, like and quiet by like, himself. Yeah, he's like a loser.
0: You get a little bit more. And I think, yeah, I think audiobooks definitely the way to go. Mm-hmm. You get the actual characters reading them. Yeah. Which is great. So yeah, Chris Browning does a good job. And it's a good uh, segue into that other influencer.
1: Influencer.
0: Which we are also listening to now. It's a true crime, not true crime. It's a crime story it's like on a audible it kind of reminds me of like scream a little bit
1: it's ya for sure yeah
0: and it's conrad is creepy it's very creepy conrad's one of the narrators he does a really good job
1: conrad, chris. chris
0: briney's one of the narrators they're they're one of the same it's creepy and conrad does his psychopath thing like in the backseat yeah that last episode yeah and you'll enjoy it it's called influencer if you have audible it's included so it doesn't cost you anything
1: it is it is scary though. So it's it's sinister and he's like not a good guy.
0: <laughs> what's, what's the uh, homework assignment for the next week?
1: The homework assignment. not the next week.
0: The next round. The next round. We'll be doing another one in two weeks. All right, so next round, guys, chapters thirteen through eighteen. Yes. How's that sound, Buttercup?
1: That sounds fine. We just won't get a Conrad POV during that time. Okay, that
0: time. well hey, we'll we have to wait a little longer for a Conrad POV. Yes so. You love your Conrad narration.
1: I'm just trying to get to the the Susanna memorial.
0: Oh, Susanna. Yeah.
1: The Susanna memorial chapter is like one of my favorites.
0: Well, don't read ahead. All right. Fine. Don't don't spoil it. I'll just listen to influencer. Yeah, listen to influencer. There you go.
1: All right. Thanks everyone for listening read the homework assignment before our podcast drops. Write down your thoughts, your opinions, your questions that you have for us. Email those to betterwithglassespod at gmail.com. I'm always going through them. We're always reading and love to know your thoughts. It allows us to engage with the material a little bit differently when we go to do our reread and re-listen as well.
0: Go watch some football. Woohoo! Later, guys.
1: Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.